Hey out there to all people and animal-based superheroes. This is Up All Night, a horror anthology podcast. I'm Brandon, and with me is the guy who loves reading romance novels while he cooks, Cortland. How are you doing, Cortland? I'm doing good, Brandon. That is literally all I do. I just hold it with me whenever I move, like, from room to room. I don't leave the house. Yeah, keep it close. Keep your friends close and your your romance romance novels closer. Absolutely. Yeah, words to live by, for sure. I'm doing good, Brandon. How are you doing? I'm doing all right. Have you uh, had an exciting week? Dude, no, not even a little bit. But (laughs) I will say, my wife and I started watching Seinfeld recently. (gasps) I've never Ooh. seen the show before. You know, those are one of the shows. Oh my shows. god, that is so exciting. It, yeah, I know. I'm excited about it too. You know, um, this is one of those shows that, you know, I may have caught in like a little bit of an episode here and there when I was growing up, but it was, wasn't one that really like caught my interest, you know, kind of like Friends and just other sitcoms when I was younger. And I just didn't really give a care. Like, I didn't, I didn't fucking care about that. But now that I'm an amazing adult, who boy. Seinfeld's great. Yeah. It's so funny. It is. Um, that's one of my favorite shows of all time, and I'm very excited for you to experience, like, like I just keep thinking of moments <laughs> throughout my day, and I'm like, oh, I can't wait for Cortland to get to that. <laughs> well, I'm in, like, we're, we're towards the end of season two right now, so I think that, like, season three and four are, like, apparently golden, golden eras for it. Yeah, so. season three, I'd say, is where it takes off. Yeah, that's what I'm looking forward to. Like, not that I'm... Because it's still funny right now. Like, I'm really enjoying the episodes. But, like, I'm just like, I know it's going to get better. And not that it's bad, but it's just going to get even better. And I'm like, mm-hmm. I have to. I can't wait. Um, Unfortunately, though, Brandon, my um my Netflix subscription ended. And I ain't paying for that shit. So I got to wait for whoever's paying for it to pay for it. <laughs> get back on there. Because I, uh, I pay for enough subscription stuff, you know? Yeah, there's so many out there. You just gotta pick and choose like the three things you'll watch, and then right, and then support our That's Patreon, it. right? That's it. No biggie. <laughs> yeah, of course. Yeah, our Patreon. Duh. <laughs> if you're sitting here Netflix, complaining about it, uh, Disney Plus, and Up All Night, a horror anthology uh, podcast. Yeah, you gotta get them episodes in while they're hot. Um. <laughs> But yeah, that's about that's about it. I mean, we watched Squid Games, of course, because I think the world watched Squid Games. I know you did, too, so... That's, like, maybe the only thing I can think of where I was, like, you know, the FOMO. It mm-hmm. was, like, it was so popular. I literally had no idea what it was other than the name. Yeah. So I was just like, I'm going to watch this because everyone else is. And, like, I don't usually do that. That's true. I'll watch You're things, like, five, ten years after they're popular and be like, hey, guys... This is cool, and everyone's like, we know. We saw it I, a decade ago. I just said I watched like Seinfeld for the first time, so that's about yeah, where I'm at. That's... <laughs> <laughs> like, we're reviewing a, a like, what, 25-year-old show? <laughs> wow. Yeah. That's what we do. Oh, my gosh. We're amazing. Um, We did watch, or we did play a Jackbox Party game last week that I'm really interested in playing again. It was that murder mystery Mm -hmm. game that we didn't get to finish for some reason. Yeah. Weapons Drawn, it's called. Yeah. I love, I don't know about you, but my favorite thing about Jackbox games, besides like playing and laughing and stuff, is the music. And the music in Weapons Drawn was really good. So that's why I want to play it again. It has a lot of good music in those games, surprisingly. It's not something you would really think about but then you just playing and you're jamming to those songs i know right fibbage three like constantly gets stuck in my head i just sing it while i'm like you know taking a shower and i'm riding in that's the car a okay well Cortland, should we just get into talking about goosebumps's attack of the mutant part two yeah i think so brandon let's just get over with it let's just, let's just 
Just get this over with. <laughs> so, sounds like you liked it. I did not, Brandon. I didn't like this episode. Oh, no! I found it to be, what's the word? Super boring. Yeah, that's what it is. Oh, okay. Well, let me ask you. At the very least, is it less boring than part one? I don't think so, Brandon. I think I liked part really? one a little bit better. Yeah. Wow, well, okay. You want to know why? Because he doesn't get why? fucking zapped out of nowhere in this episode. And that was the best part. <laughs> <laughs> that, was that, the... <laughs> that was. That was definitely the best part. He's um, just like, <laughs> This one doesn't have that. <laughs> no, it doesn't have that. Um, I think we get to see some more panels of him being in the comic that uh, are very unflattering, that are pretty great. So, I mean, it's got that part. It's got that. This episode has the Masked Mutant, which the first Mm -hmm. part only had glimpses of. Mm -hmm. And he's a character. I'm underwhelmed. That's what I'm going to say. I think he just laughs too much. Yeah, well... He's one of those villains that's just constantly laughing, and it's kind of grating. Agreed, yeah. But, we'll we'll get to that. Do we have to? (laughs) Yeah, it won't take long. (laughs) Okay, okay. Alright, let me just... Alright, I'm ready. Alright. So, after a minute-long recap of the last episode, which shows pretty much everything, because not much happened... Yeah, we should have just done that episode. We should have just started with two and done the recap. You could have filled in the yeah, blanks. I mean... It probably would have been more exciting because R.L. Stein would have appeared in our version. Ooh. That's fine. That's fine. Whatever. We continue where we left off with Skipper screaming, Please no! At the sight of the masked mutant. Except now, we can see that it was simply a cardboard stand-up display. Even though it very obviously wasn't just a few seconds ago. What the hell? So this is just like that fake snake in Camp Nightmare. That yeah. was real. It was a real snake. Yeah. And then they tried to tell us it was fake. I feel like I knew this was going to happen, and I was still really mad and disappointed about it. <laughs> Isn't that weird? I hate it. Uh, no, it's not weird. Goosebumps is so full of these fake-out, like, commercial break scares, and then you come back and it's absolutely nothing. It's not fair, Brandon. I'm, I, I deserve better, R.L. Stein. I don't mind them every once in a while. Like, they're fine, but... It's literally every commercial break. This is, like, an egregious one, though, in my opinion. This is the worst of the worst. Like, you got, like... The fucking mass mutant was like, I got you now, Skipper! And then Libby's like, I was just cardboard! (laughs) No. No. Nope. From behind the display, we hear Libby ask, Please what? Please don't threaten you with a cardboard cutout? Skipper goes, Huh? What? And Libby mocks him going, huh? What? Like that Spongebob meme. (laughs) The the sarcastic one? I love it. Yeah. Huh? What? (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to tell you, Brandon, I think Libby sucks. (laughs) Do you? Yeah. Well, She's like extra suck in this episode. Skipper sucks. Libby sucks. It's fine. Skipper gets his comeuppance in this episode. Spoilers a little bit. A little bit. Not enough. Libby tells Skip that she found another elevator so they can get out of there. They both start to walk out, but then Skipper suddenly remembers that he found pictures of himself in this weird basement. But when he goes to show Libby... That's awkward. They're gone. <gasps> no. Yeah. Okay. That's weird. Yeah, some creepy old man's taking pictures and... Not, not, not taken, but... <laughs> I feel like drawing them... Drawing them is weirder than taking a picture, because that takes, like, right. time. And dedication. You have to, like, 
get his chin just right and everything. Yeah. yeah. You gotta, like, sit there and, like, draw the contours of his buttocks and be like, no, that doesn't look right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He didn't do a good job regardless, though. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No matter how much uh, time it took or how dedicated yeah, All the effort was in vain because it looks terrible. <laughs> yeah. So Libby is like, okay, the empty desk is dope and all, but we've got to go. The elevator's waiting. Skipper follows her out, still muttering about what just happened. And as they leave the room, the camera lingers on the cardboard display and its eyes light up. Suddenly, the two kids are just outside again. Yeah, what the fuck? This is basically like in Fever Swamp, where he ran into the old homeless man, and then a commercial break, and then boom, it's the next day, and he's at home brushing his teeth. I wanted to see the elevator. That's what I wanted to see. Well, you'd figure there'd be some kind of, like, daring, action-packed escape. But no, No, they they just It's so boring that they just were (laughs) like, never mind. The villain's secret lair they just walk out of. (laughs) It's the most boring thing. They were like, kids don't want to see that. They probably filmed it and were like, oh, wait, this is stupid. <laughs> let's get the, let's get rid of this. Kids don't want to see that. Well, this exciting evil lair. Ugh. Skipper is still trying to convince Libby that there were drawings of him in the basement. Libby says that the shit is too weird and walks away. Skipper turns toward the empty lot where the building stood before and sort of shrugs. Like, what are you going to do? Then he turns sure. back to Libby who's suddenly nowhere to be seen. Yeah. She's, like, making her way down Moss Avenue for sure. <laughs> Moss Avenue's the shit. It's, like, where everyone goes. You know, that I heard that song, uh, Downtown. You ever heard it before? That's actually about Moss Avenue. Yeah. <laughs> no finer place for sure. Moss <laughs> Avenue. Everyone's yeah, there we go. Everyone's for you. <laughs> Beautiful. I love that song. After that, we transition to a disgusting-looking spaghetti and meatball dinner. Oh, right. Those meatballs look undercooked as fuck. You know what? I actually think the meatballs didn't look too bad. It's the spaghetti, because... Hold on. I'm, I'm going to look at it right now. The sauce is like five squirts of ketchup over a big plate of pasta, and then just, like, meatballs slapped on top. Yeah. Damn, they gave that kid a lot of spaghetti. I don't know. I think it overall looks gross. Yeah, it doesn't look great. But also, I could eat meatballs, like, any way I could get them. Interesting, right? I didn't know that about you. Yeah. Love meatballs. You learned something new. Did you like SpaghettiOs with meatballs? Yeah. I'll eat them. (laughs) The hesitation, Brandon. Can you explain that for me, please? (laughs) Uh, The SpaghettiOs are just... You don't like SpaghettiOs? I wouldn't say I don't like them, but they're not my favorite. That's okay. Were you more of a, a ravioli kid? Oh, yeah. I haven't had that in a long time. Pretty sure I'm not going to like it as much anymore. Double stuffed, Chef Boyardee. (laughs) Okay. Skipper is playing with his food, and Mom asks if something's wrong. He tells her he's just not hungry. And Dad sees the opportunity to roast the fuck out of his son, he says. Sure does. There's a first. Mark it on the calendar. Boom! What a fucking asshole. (laughs) Jesus. Oh, my God. Damn, Dad, chill. Like, just because you and Mom are the most interesting characters in the entire episode doesn't give you the right to blast this song. <laughs> no. This is, like, pretty much his one scene, though, of this this part. Like, Dad's not in it very much, so... <sighs> He's gotta go for it. I couldn't believe he said that. Like, why would they allow that in the <laughs> yeah. script? I don't... Like, Skipper is a, a little bit of a chunker, you know? Like, he's a little bit yeah. chunky. Yes. He He's a bigger kid. He could be in heavyweights. Yeah, right? 
He'd be great in it, maybe. I don't know. It's acting subpar in this episode, to be sure. To, like, to be honest. So Skipper ignores this blatant emotional abuse and starts to tell about the weird thing that happened today. But Dad's not done being a dick and cuts Skipper off to tell about what he heard on the radio. Some child psychologist talking about how some kids read too many comic books and that Mm -hmm. they begin to have trouble distinguishing between fantasy and reality. Did you ever hear about that movie that Tom Hanks did where he, um, it's called like Mazes and Monsters or something? Yes. Okay. Well, for the folks at home. It's a movie where Tom Hanks is getting really into Dungeons and Dragons. He believes that he's actually a character in Dungeons and Dragons. Doesn't he get lost in a cave or a sewer system and starts crying or something? I think so. Something yeah. like that. Yeah, like his character dies or something, and then he just like, oh my god, it's it's one of those movies that's like shouldn't exist because it's stupid, but it like does exist, and it's Tom Hanks, you know? Yeah, this, that doesn't make any sense. This world that this episode takes place in. It seems like comic books are, like, still the thing that, you know, there's a moral panic about. Mm-hmm. Like, in yeah. real life, it was more rap music and Mortal Kombat. But in this world, it's still comic books. And it's, rap like, the thing that's Kombat. bringing down society. <laughs> yeah. As Dad is saying all this nonsense, Skipper looks at him and his vision begins having a cheap-looking comic book filter as his dad's voice raises higher and higher. Wow. That's all I'm gonna say. Yeah. It's kind of funny. He's got a chipmunk voice going on. I kind of love the fact that Skipper got blasted with, like, this radiation shit and now he's having these issues going on. Um, I kind of like that he has to suffer a little bit. Is that terrible (laughs) of me to say? I think it might be, but that's okay, right? Um, yes, because he's not real. (laughs) Skipper's not real yet. Okay. (laughs) Mom, the MVP, asks Skipper what he was just about to say before he was rudely interrupted. Skip tells her it was nothing and that he's just tired. He quickly excuses himself and shuffles to bed. When he's gone, Dad looks at Skipper's plate of food and helps himself to his meatballs. Yeah, he does. (laughs) He's like, oh, can't let good food go to waste. (laughs) Yeah. The next day at school, Skipper is still freaking out about those drawings he saw in the basement, telling his friend Wilson... They were drawings of me. They even drew my braces. No, I forgot about Wilson. Well, it's very easy to forget about Wilson, because he doesn't do anything in this episode. Oh, he really doesn't. Wilson is just like, boy, it sure would be easier to believe you if you had any kind of evidence at all. Hmm. Skipper acts offended by this, and Wilson then brings up his rock-collecting hobby again... Saying, God, that's why he likes rocks. <laughs> yeah, oh, that was so funny. He's like, rocks don't make fun of me. Rocks don't find invisible fortresses and <laughs> go into the basement of them. <laughs> that's specific. why I like rocks. Yeah, I was like, what the fuck, Wilson? Rocks are nothing that, like that's you. That's why you like rocks? <laughs> yeah, so once uh, again, their friendship not seeming like it has any real reason to exist. No, there's no sustenance there. Is that the right <laughs> word? No <laughs> substance. Sustenance? Yeah. <laughs> There's no substance (laughs) (laughs) Who do you think gets the most out of this friendship? Do you think it's Wilson or do you think it's uh, Skipper? Wilson seems like he doesn't need anyone or anything as long as he's got his rocks. So I guess Skipper? So he can say he has a friend? Yep, that's what what it is. His dad will be like, Skipper, you read too many comic books. You won't have any friends. And then he can be like, I've got Wilson. Yeah, he can flip it around on him. I got fucking Wilson, Dad. He was over at the house yesterday with his rocks. He offered you one, remember? I'm not going to lie. I'm surprised I remembered that. Yeah. How did you? I don't know. I don't know. (laughs) 
<laughs> Skipper considers the possibility that maybe he's just insane. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And Wilson has another comparison to make, saying it's just like his uncle. First, he started seeing things. Then, he started smelling things. Then, he got taken away. That's how it happens, man. Don't ever tell anybody that you see happens. or smell things, or else you are gone. <sighs> yeah. I went to the optometrist the other day. I took a vision test, and they were like, do you see anything? And I said, nope. <laughs> Not taking me away. <laughs> exactly. So that's the end of Wilson's existence. He's not seen again. Wow. Okay. A triumphant he ending. He had no bearing on the plot either time. He went out like um, like the Olympic torch. Amazing job, Wilson. <laughs> His only reason to exist was compare things to rocks. He added nothing to the story, if you think no, about it. he really didn't. What do you think about it? Wilson added nothing. <laughs> We're talking about him more than they he was, like, ever mentioned in the, in the episode. Yeah, like two or three times now. Whew. We need to get off this Wilson train. Man, people are going to start thinking he's our favorite character, and we cannot have that. I mean, he might be, other than Mom and Dad. <laughs> the bar's not high. Yeah, actually, you're right. Oh, boy. We dissolve into later that night. Skipper is sitting on his bed in a daze. Dad comes into the room and calls for him like four times, but Skipper doesn't answer. Yeah. He finally snaps out of it and asks Dad, what's up? Dad asks if he's all right because he's so sweaty. Oh, my God. He's just sweaty. He was a little bit sweaty when he was talking to Wilson, too, if you noticed. Yeah. He's he's full of sweat now. Yeah, what's one of the side going effects. On? So what happens when you one get blasted side with radiation? Blast. <laughs> of... <laughs> electricity like one second blasts of radiation yeah you should be sweating i wish his face would start falling off though like chernobyl that'd be great if it was more realistic yeah that's what that's how it happens in the book it's not sweat that's pouring off his face it's his it's his literal face just like slowly oozing away yeah once again they ruin arlstein's vision (laughs) this fox kid's bullshit oh man boo Skipper tells his dad that he's okay. Dad tells him, Gosh, I don't want you spending too much time on algebra. You don't get any sleep. He loves algebra, Dad. First it's too much comics. Then it's too much algebra. This guy can't make up his fucking mind. Yeah, he reads too much, he eats too much, he algebras too much. Everything is wrong with Skipper. This guy doesn't want him to do anything. Damn. Skipper tells Dad, okay, but he's tripping balls now, seeing that comic book page filter again. Oh my god. Dad tells Skipper he got some more mail. A new comic book. Skipper manages to stop tweaking long enough to take a look at the book. <laughs> he looks at the cover and says, A new foe for the mutant? And tears that shit open. Yes, he loves it. We look inside and see that same hideous caricature from the basement drawings. <laughs> Skipper so says, That's me! <laughs> it doesn't look anything like you, Skipper. Sorry. It looks like Bobby no. Hill still. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god <laughs> it looks like job of the hut <laughs> whoever like made little that. rascals clothes <laughs> <He's> like, <"That's laughs> me. whoever drew this for shame for shame <sighs> yeah i mean i hate to say it but yeah so after he sees himself in the comic book he flips ahead a few pages which i think is funny because he's like <laughs> He's he like, doesn't even have the patience to like sit there and read the story. He's just like, boring. <laughs> it flips to the end. It's pretty great. It's me. Next. 
This is crazy. Anyway. <laughs> That's so funny. Yeah, you think you would, like, read that all the way through. But no, 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 no. Yeah. I'd be like, what the fuck is going on here? And, like, pour over every page. But nah. What he sees in the later pages is the galloping gazelle tied up with simple ropes. Hmm. He tells the reader that only the boy can save me and the world from the mutant. But where is he? Skipper answers that question saying, I'm right oh my here. God. Shut up. What is this? The never ending story? <laughs> Get the fuck out of here. Well, <laughs> he's sweaty like Bastion's dead. Oh, oh God. <sighs> then Skipper calls out for mom and dad and runs downstairs. In the kitchen, dad is very poorly cutting onions and crying. Oh, this is the Mom is reading another porn novel and grabbing some oranges to juice. <laughs> what are the chopping onions and juicing oranges? Onions and orange doing? juice, baby. <laughs> it's their nightly ritual. I don't I don't know. I love it though, I gotta say. Yeah. It's I just uh, this, this part's pretty great. I don't know yeah, I don't know what they're doing. It's not breakfast time. It's later at night. I, w- I thought it was like, you know, Skipper was going to go to bed soon. This Is is this after the spaghetti, or was that is this the next day now? I guess it's probably the next day, right? I, yeah, it's the next day, because they had the spaghetti, and then the next day he talked with Wilson, and right. I think it's that okay. same day. Okay, yeah, so they're just chopping onions and orange and juices. I don't, juice and oranges. <laughs> <laughs> Having a, a jolly good time, I don't know. Oh, boy. Skipper runs in and tells them that he's in the comic. Both parents are dismissive of him, with Dad telling him he can't see anything because of the onions messing with his eyes. Oh my god, yeah. Mom pipes in. Oh, well, there's a trick to cutting onions. You have no idea what it is. <laughs> That's pretty good. Which I, I thought was a funny little character moment. She's yeah, just... she's great. She's a little airheaded, but well-meaning and funny. Skipper has had enough of this shit and takes off to ride the bus back to the hidden headquarters. Yes. Some smooth 90s jazz plays as Skipper gets off the bus alone at night. The driver stops him to ask if he's got a ride home, because this part of town ain't great. Moss Avenue, you know. Fucking Moss Avenue, yeah. He also warns Skipper to watch out with those comic books, because they'll warp your mind. Yeah, shut up. (laughs) Skipper gives a half-hearted okay, and then tries to leave again. The bus driver stops him again to this say, part. be careful out there, kid. Real careful. I kind of love this finally... part. Not going to lie. Do you? Okay. I, I do a little bit just because Skipper's still sweaty and he's really out of it. And this guy's just talking to him and he's like, uh-huh. Okay. <laughs> it's just like, why is this in the fucking episode? Yeah, he just wants to go. <laughs> yeah, he's just like, okay, thank you. <laughs> he's acting I like, you I feel like I would Let act. me leave. Yeah, right. <laughs> it's really... It's really weird. (laughs) (laughs) It is. Skipper finally manages to escape that impromptu counseling session and walks off the bus. (laughs) We pan away and then pan back to the driver's seat. And now the driver is the fucking mass mutant. Yeah. So I got I want to talk about the mass mutant for a second here, Brandon. Yeah. The mask mutant's power, it's apparently shape-shifting. Yeah. It wasn't really mentioned before, but that seems to be his whole thing. Yeah, okay, because, like, I know he transformed into a squid or something, but I thought that was, like, you know, Rita Repulsa threw down her staff, and she was like, let my mask mutant grow, you know, and then he was a giant squid. Like, whatever. Mm-hmm. Didn't know that he could just kind of at will transform into other things. Yeah. They didn't they, tell you that. They should probably tell you that kind of stuff. 
Damn. With all of the rambling, the incoherent babble that uh, Skipper talks about with this comic, he never once was like, "Vast mutant could treasure anything, guys." You know. <laughs> yeah, he just kept saying that the mass mutant's so great, but hmm. he never said why he was so great. Well, we still don't know. It turns to this out day. it's because he can transform into everything. Yeah, well, if you say so, Brandon. I think that's pretty great. I would take that power. Uh, yeah, I guess so. It's better than like I, I would, don't know. I being would be an other things. Boy. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> this is better than a lot of superpowers, I guess. Right? Have we yeah. talked about this before? We have, haven't we? I'm sure we have. Definitely. What, su- what superpower would you take, Brandon? Um, I'd want to stop time. Damn! What if you can't start it back up? I don't care. Okay. All right. Whatever. <laughs> Fuck everybody. I guess. <laughs> I would take telepathy, not gonna lie. Best superpower, in my opinion. It's not bad. I'd be so lazy, though, dude. I feel like we've talked about this before. I'm pretty sure I would just, like, die of, like, obesity. (laughs) (laughs) Can we we just talk for a second about the masked mutant's motives and... Sure. What does he want? I don't know. Because just now, he turned into that bus driver... And then Skipper leaves, and he, he laughs maniacally like he just did the most evil shit when, like, all he did was warn a young boy about the dangers of being out alone at night. Like, oh, you sure got him. Good one, masked mutant. I mean, I guess his ultimate motive would be to get rid of, like, the the golden gazelle and, and Skipper now, I guess. But, yeah, I don't know. He's got lots of opportunities. He's just a child, so. Yeah. He could have hit him with the bus. <laughs> He could have hit him with how, that bus. How does any of this get rid of Skipper? <laughs> There's nobody else on that bus. Nobody goes to Moss Avenue. There's no witnesses. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody goes to Moss Avenue. Come on. <sighs> they don't, though. <laughs> All right. Let's keep going. All right. We got a lot of shit to talk about still, I'm sure. We do. I'm not. We're not even halfway done. Ooh. Skipper walks forward into the empty lot with his hand outstretched and manages to find the hidden building pretty easily this time. Yeah, he just waves his hands around and then gets through that <laughs> visibility curtain. It's yeah, not that hard. It's not a very good security system. <laughs> he walks into the building and onto the green screen again. Oh, when man. he's inside the masked mutant's lair, a laugh rings out from all around him. He runs in place on the green screen until he gets to the elevator as the laughing gets higher and higher pitched. That's pretty great. Not the laughing, just him running in place as the green screen moves. Yeah. <laughs> They're trying. Yeah. They could have done it a lot, but they were like, it's hmm, not build working. a set design or do a shit green screen. I know it's what I'm choosing. Honestly, I think I like the green screen better than when they try the set design, because the green screen layer, the part that they have, actually looks like a comic book supervillain layer. When we get to the point. set, it, it literally just looks like a basement. Yeah, you're right, you're right, I agree. Plus one for the green screen. Yeah, plus ten for the green screen. The elevator works fine this time, I guess, and Skipper gets off on a floor that has more strobing lights and also just steam shooting out for no reason. That's what I thought, yeah. (laughs) He begins descending stairs into a weird factory-looking area, calling out for anybody. Suddenly he hears a bunch of generic sci-fi sound effects and he jumps. Oh, scary stuff. Then Skipper... Here's someone calling for help. And he turns around, and he sees who it is. Cortland? What? It's the Galloping Gazelle in all his Adam West glory. It's not actually Adam West, though, right? It's absolutely Adam West. Are you sure? 
He looks like it's, it's Adam eight, West, yard. Like, I was trying to watch his lips as he was talking, and I was like, it's definitely Adam West's voice, but I couldn't tell if the actor himself was Adam West. That's Adam West. All right. I'll take your word for it. <laughs> yeah. So, Adam West is sitting in a chair. That's that's cool. As the Galloping Gazelle. What do you think of his costume? Um, It's kind of boring. Yeah, it's a, a brown and gold leotard. Yeah. And... You know, that's not a great color scheme for anything. No. But, um, yeah, he's got, like, a rubber mask helmet thing with horns coming out of it, like Loki. Yeah, like, it's gazelle horns. I think they're nice. Like, they look pretty cool, I guess. Yeah. Just the colors bad. and everything, they're just really kind of boring. Very flat. He doesn't even have, like, a insignia on his chest or anything. No. That's a bit weird. No. It's like they were like, ah, the horns are enough. And they are, they are the most fetching part of the costume. Indeed. <laughs> the gazelle, with a tiny little ribbon being used to secure his face, tells Skipper that he's late, and he's supposed to be here to save the world. Skipper is like, the fuck? But there's no time. <laughs> Above no, the gazelle not. is a clock, ticking down the danger, and it's nearly danger o'clock. Oh, I never even noticed that part. He goes to untie the superhero and says, You're real! To which the gazelle replies, Real tired of waiting. Oh, now damn. turn that heat off, I'm broiling. Fucking, what the hell, he just saved your life. Real <laughs> yeah. fucking tired of waiting here, Skipper. He's real sassy at the beginning. <laughs> Skipper turns around and sees a comically large lever, which he pulls, and that turns off the steam. Hmm. Now that bossy gazelle is demanding to be untied, Skipper says he can't believe this. Gazelle impatiently says, yeah, yeah, I'll give you my autograph later. We don't have much time. We want to get him before he gets us. <laughs> well, he already got you, so you're like one step behind there. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> then he asks the boy's name. Skipper tells him, and Gazelle says, Weird name for a superhero. Just a it's a weird name in general, though. So. Yeah, it's a weirder name for a not superhero, I think. That's true, right? It's like being named Scooter, you know? Yeah. Sorry, Scooters out there. Yeah, and skippers, I guess. I don't know. There's no skippers. There's not really any scooters either, I think. There's there's a Muppet named Scooter. Yeah, he's an alright Muppet. He's not he's not top 50, but he's alright. He's not, no. I don't think there's anything redeeming about him. <laughs> <laughs> Ouch. Well, I mean, you got all those other cool Muppets, like that one, you know... <laughs> he doesn't have a gimmick. Like, what's his thing? He's got, he's got glasses. Yeah. And so I think he's smart, but he's not as smart as Bunsen, so what's the fucking yeah. point? Yeah, so he's, like, kind of smart. He has glasses. Nah, he sucks. Whatever. We're talking yeah. too much about... He's Nobody, the worst Muppet. This, he's, this is the most anybody's ever talked about Scooter the Muppet in a podcast. I'm pretty sure. I kind of want to look it up and see why he exists. I feel like there has to be some point where he had a reason to exist well the interesting part is that like oh you could be like oh he's got twins you know it's the twin muppet but no because skeeter didn't exist until muppet babies so it's really weird they were like we need another girl muppet we can't just have miss piggy and then they were like well let's make skeeter uh, scooter's twin sister <laughs> and that's what happened all right we have to stop stop talking about scooter <laughs> this is a muppet babies podcast though. we'll talk about we'll talk about scooter more off the air <laughs> oh okay <laughs> Never gonna talk about Scooter again. <laughs> Hello. 
Cortland here, your good buddy and your favorite comic superhero. Thank you so much for joining us today, whether this is your first episode or you've been with us through it all, we are so thankful for you spending some time with us. Would you like to help support our show? Become a patron for as little as $1 a month at patreon.com slash private island. We have a bunch of bonus content available right now, like early release episodes, bloopers, bonus episodes, and so much more. I'd like to take a moment to thank our current patrons, the Bronze Beth, Eddie, Tristan, Venice Witch, and Sarah, the Silver Goth, Shane, Stephen, Preston, Matt, Kristen, Geraldine, Evelyn, Aaron, and Brittany, the Golden Day Days, Angela, Faith, and Sarah, the Platinum Bostics, Brian, Bryce, Farron, and Kathy, and the Diamond Zebo, Michael. Thank you for your support, everyone. Brandon and I truly appreciate it. If you want to hang out with Brandon and myself live, we usually stream on Twitch after we record our shows on Saturday morning. Check us out at twitch.tv slash private island I'd like to take a moment to thank the Benevolent Badger for his work on the music for our show, aside from this theme, Dating Start from Undertale, composed by Toby Fox. I'd also like to thank Brandon for his work on the artwork. Thanks again for joining us today, everybody. It really means a lot. I'll talk to you again next week. Bye. Skipper begins to pull apart the ropes around the hero, who asks, How old are you, kid? Eh? Nine? Skipper defensively tells him, I'm twelve. Because uh, every Goosebumps character is twelve. Well, twelve is a, mag- a little magical time, Brandon. You remember when we were twelve? It was dope. Oh, brother, do I. Uh, Take me back. Hmm. The gazelle asks Skipper how he found the super-secret headquarters. You used your super-secret cyber radar powers, right? Or your ultra mind control to read my thoughts? Skipper's like, nah, just took the bus. <laughs> Which doesn't answer too. the question, but whatever. He should have said, no, I read about it in this fucking comic that can tell the future. <laughs> yeah, your entire life <laughs> is pointless <laughs> and it's just this fake <laughs> comic character. <laughs> now, finally free, the galloping gazelle stands triumphantly and urges Skipper to follow him. As he gets into position and then takes a super-powered leap three feet forward oh my god yeah (laughs) then he teleports a few feet up onto a railing there's a shitty effect so i'm assuming they want us to see like he's super speedy like like a gazelle right yep oh boy skipper is like uh and the gazelle says no climbing abilities huh you know kid if you're gonna be a superhero you gotta start working out and then the gazelle climbs down from the railing But it's footage of elderly Adam West awkwardly dismounting, sped up to what I think is meant to be super speed, but it's actually just normal speed. It's pretty great. Oh my god. It's really funny looking. I'm just going to look at it right now. Oh my god, it's so jiggly! (laughs) It's really good. They should have added a blur or something. It, 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 he clearly did it very slowly because he's an elderly man. Yes. And then they sped it up, but it just makes it look like it's normal time. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> Would you say love make you a gif of that? We can do that. We can do yeah. That for sure. Yeah. Then he looks at Skipper just standing there on the ground and says, Oh, all right. We'll take the stairs. No, he wanted the elevator. What the hell? Yeah. <laughs> God. We'll man. go slower. And he zooms up the stairs in a blur. 
Skipper is huffing and puffing his way up slowly as the gazelle stands at the top of the stairs, shaking his head, telling him, Take your time, take your time. We only have to save the planet. Then he gives out a horrifying screech. Yeah, I didn't know what the fuck just happened when that did it. I think it's supposed to be like a gazelle sound. And that's like his laugh or something. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know either. I don't know, Corlin. It, it happened and like, I turned to my wife and I was like, what the fuck was that? What is going on? Yeah, he's like, we only have to save the planet. <laughs> <laughs> only have to save the planet. <laughs> <laughs> It's it's insane to me, guys. <laughs> I, don't know, I don't know why that happened. All right, whatever. Oh, uh, don't worry. There'll be a clip of it. Who cares? <laughs> Finally, we get to a big room that looks like a double dare obstacle course. Mm. Skipper recognizes mm. it as the mutant's headquarters. The gazelle looks around and remarks that it's so overdone. Skipper says that this shit is incredible. And the gazelle says, meh. Not nearly as incredible as the control room for the League of Good Guys. I don't really like this guy. We have a guy. soft drink machine. I can... Okay, that was good. But I can see why uh, <laughs> Skipper likes the mass mutant better than the, the galloping gazelle. Because he kind of sucks. Yeah, I mean, like, the mass mutant's a dick, but he's a villain. Whereas the gazelle is a good guy, but he's still a dick. Yeah, makes no sense. Don't like it. Skipper doesn't care about that soft drink machine. He asks where the mask mutant is. The gazelle says that they'll stay right there and surprise him. He takes a seat in the mutant's chair and says, Just a little off the top. Trim around the horns, please. <laughs> and Skipper turns around and gives him a look of pure disgust. <laughs> <laughs> he does. I gotta say, though, Skipper this entire time is kind of like still tripping balls a bit. So Yeah, he's out of it. He's, he's been still... blasted by gamma radiation. <laughs> right, he is still a sweaty mess. Mm-hmm. The gazelle wiggles around in the chair a little bit and says, Not a very comfortable chair, either. Suddenly, the chair shapeshifts, and a snake puppet pops out in front. Oh, why? Why? I don't know. I don't know why. Why the snake? I don't know. Like, ugh. The chair is actually the masked mutant, which Skipper helpfully points out. Why would he choose to shapeshift to do a chair? Um... You know? So the gazelle will sit on him. Duh. That's a little uh that's a little kinky, but I just don't get it. It's like of all the things, you have like the ability to hide in plain sight for anything and you're gonna choose like I'm gonna mm-hmm. sit make him sit on me. <laughs> like what <laughs> the fuck? Why? I don't know. And then he he brings out his wait, he brings out a snake. <gasps> Where did that snake come from? <laughs> what part of his body is that snake? I don't know, Brandon. Next, 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 we're done. <laughs> okay. Alright. <laughs> The gazelle yells out, Snake! There's a snake in my face! Mm, wow. But the super- this, is, this is very... What a phallic episode! What the fuck is going on? This is a children's show! That's <laughs> eh, alright. <sighs> Maybe this this is all part of Mom's book she's reading. Oh, okay, that makes sense. Alright, we'll go with that. But the superhero gets an idea and says he's gonna give it a whirl. He easily gets out of the chair and starts doing a super-powered pirouette. <laughs> he easily gets away. <laughs> <laughs> the chair morphs into the full normal masked mutant, who laughs a whole bunch, and uh. says, 
Gee, I was just getting comfortable. What uh, Skipper starts to slowly make his way out of there when the mutant grabs him. Oh, okay. He points to the gazelle and says, Look at that windbag! And we see Adam West spinning slowly, but with a smear filter on him to look like he's going yeah. fast. I love it. Oh, man. Then, without achieving even a single thing, the gazelle falls down. He's spinning so slowly. I'm sorry. He is. Adam's trying. He's he old. Is. I know, I know. <laughs> he gets up and says, I, I'm a head out. Skipper's like, wait, what? The gazelle says, the mutant is right. He's too old, so he's just gonna go. I'm just gonna get out of here. (laughs) He turns towards the door and angrily bangs on it until it opens. Then he walks through it, but his horns get caught on the doorframe as he leaves. So comedic, yep. Oh man, what a mess. I just love it. He's like, we gotta save the world. And then later he's like, fuck the world. Come out. (laughs) He really is. He's like, come on, Skipper, you're letting everybody down. Yeah, <laughs> That's like a fighter. He's like, fuck this shit. <laughs> Save yourself. The mass Mutant laughs and says, another victory for the League of Scared Guys. Nah. Suddenly he gets very serious and points with two fingers at Skipper, saying, now you. Skipper uses quick thinking and says, look, it's the Silver Swan. And that somehow works on the mutant, and Skip runs to the door and bangs on it, which makes it open. When it does, Libby walks through the door. Yeah, fucking Libby. Skipper tells her she better watch out, because the mass mutant is around. But we look around, and the mass mutant is gone now. She looks around, saying, Didn't you hear me call you? I was across the street. I saw you go in. Then she excitedly runs up to the control panel, saying, It's so cool. Skipper tells her she needs to be careful, because the mutant could be anything. He could be the walls, or the floor, or the ceiling, or the railing, or the chair. (laughs) (laughs) Or that weird crane thing up there that we just focus on for some reason. (laughs) Yeah. Libby says, I know, I know. He's the mass mutant. He could be anything. He could even be me (gasps) but that's not gonna happen right that would be that would be too crazy that'd be ridiculous skipper freezes he says libby that's not funny libby says there is no libby there never was (laughs) called it called it (laughs) and now i must do something very bad to you skipper he doesn't have to though i don't right skipper begs for his life and says he can just go now and never mention this again yeah but the masked mutant, who, you know, he was Libby, and now he's the masked mutant, says... How did he... Okay, I got a question, though. Yes, he was, go. He, he, okay. At the cut, you know, between episode one and episode two, like, it was definitely the masked mutant, and then he transformed into Libby in a cardboard cutout. So, like, okay, I'll mm-hmm. give it that one. That's fine. How did he disappear behind Skipper and then reappear in the doorway as Libby? You know? Can he also... Can he... Li- well, no, he can't. I was going to say, can he, like, ooze into a puddle of goo like Alex Mack and slide through, like, the doors? But that's definitely not the case. I think he can also just teleport. That's not fair. <laughs> then why did he spend all that time jumping on buses and stuff? Do you remember he jumped on the bus and then we cut to in the bus and Libby's, Libby's in the bus? 
Right, okay. Maybe he can't teleport then, I guess. I don't know. Well, in that instance, he must have been in two places at once, unless... Unless Libby just appeared out of nowhere and none of the other bus passengers were like, where the fuck that girl come from? Well, I was thinking maybe Libby wasn't some, like, somebody that, you know, Skipper is the only one that can interact with because, like, he's the only one in a comic book. I don't know. I don't know, Brandon. I'm thinking way too much into it. What I want to know is why. Why Libby at all? Yeah. Why try to, like, what is the goal? I don't get it. If the mass mutant was right next to him when he entered into the building, who zapped him with that radiation? I don't know. His goal... Uh, his plan was to turn into a 12-year-old girl to, like, <laughs> lightly flirt with this 12-year-old boy. Yeah. And go into his hidden fortress with him to... To scare him? I don't know. He has had every opportunity to murder this child. And he has taken absolutely none of them. No, he has not. Even right now. He didn't have to transform into Libby. He didn't have to come like give him this realization. He could have been like, well, kid, you're dead. And then just like suffocate him or whatever, you know, strangle him, mm-hmm. whatever. He's out of it. Just put a pillow on his face. It's fine. All right. Well, the mutant like kind of says what he was thinking here, though it doesn't explain anything. The mutant says, I can't let you leave. You belong here now. I knew when I saw you on that bus the first time. You were perfect. You knew everything about me. Okay. So they're going to be buddies? I I don't know. (laughs) I don't know why he wants a little boy who knows everything about him. Like, what good does that serve? I mean, he could make a good super villain sidekick, right? No. (laughs) Okay. Then... The mutant gets a little emotional, saying, It's so hard finding characters for my stories. So hard to find good foes. So is that what he wants? He wants Skipper to be his foe, and he thinks because he knows so much about him, he'll be like a good foil? I feel like if I'm just silent now, we can can just end this episode. (laughs) Okay. I mean, you're right. I'll only talk to myself for so long. I know. I don't know, Brandon. I don't know, <laughs> dude. This episode's a mess. This is a hot mess. Skipper pieces the fuck out of there and runs into the next room. The mutant, of course, teleports in front of him and laughs a whole bunch. Oh, Skipper asks what the man is going to do with him. The mutant responds, Destroy you, of course. Why, though? <laughs> I don't know. Skipper says, No, you can't. You're just a character in a comic book, but I'm real. I'm a real boy. He legitimately said that. I'm a real boy. I'm a real boy. (sighs) The mutant tells him, no, you're not, Skipper. You're a character, too. Skipper yells out, no, that's not true. That's impossible. (laughs) You're a liar. The mutant says, yeah, that's one of my better qualities. But I'm not lying this time. You're not real anymore. He tells Skipper to remember when he entered the building for the first time. Yep, we all remember. And he was zapped it's the best part. camera radiation. <laughs> it's the best part of the episode. Of both episodes, in my opinion. Yeah, highlight of the whole thing. He tells Skipper that that was a scanner, and it scanned his entire body and turned him into tiny dots of ink. Hmm. The mutant does a little spin and says, You're a comic book character, just like me. But yet it doesn't change anything, right? 
I mean, no. he got a little sweaty. He's... He had some comic book vision, but otherwise, he still has a family that yeah loves him. Maybe uh, they have him. Yeah, <laughs> they have him in their house. They have ownership of him. Yes. They try to feed him. <laughs> the mutant goes to a control panel and starts pressing buttons and shit, and laughs a whole bunch more. Mm-hmm. A crane with an anchor on it for some reason starts moving to do God knows what to Skipper. Right. Oh, man. The stupid fucking anchor thing. I don't understand. It's a big part of the episode. It gets a lot of screen time. It does. And it looks like shit, and I don't know why it's there. It couldn't feasibly do anything, really. No. It looks like it's made out of paper mache, and what is he, like, is he planning on just dropping it on him, or is he just trying to, like, push it into him slowly? I don't know either. Dude, hopefully it's sped up footage again, though. (laughs) Skipper says, wait, I'm not Skipper. I'm the colossal elastic boy. You're giving says, him way more emotion than he actually has, Brandon. Sorry, I can't help it. I'm emotional. I know. I know. I know. <laughs> you're a, you're an actor. I get it. But this kid is still just a sweaty mess in a fever dream. Like, no, I'm the colossal Stretch Armstrong boy. What does he call himself? <laughs> the colossal elastic boy. Yeah, he's just... Ugh, just He's no energy. It's really boring. It's really boring. The mutant says, huh, I thought you looked familiar. Then Skipper is like, no. What? He didn't look familiar. I I don't know what's going on. I'm Maybe I'm the one with the fever dream. What am I, what am I, <laughs> what is this? Then Skipper is like, yep, I guess I'll just be leaving now. Gotta go back to my home planet of Zargus. The mutant says, nice try, elastic boy. But you invaded my secret headquarters. Now I gotta destroy you. Is this implying that Skipper's, like, changing the comic in real time? Is that what's going on? I think so. Okay. I think he's changing existence in real time. Okay. Because changing the comic changes real life. Skipper says, Nuh-uh, cause I'll use my elastic arms and squeeze you into putty. Says it so boringly. (laughs) The mutant says, Nope. I'm going to tear you into pieces, and then tear your pieces into pieces. This is the epic showdown that we've been waiting for, and it's all just words. It's like... Yeah, it's too schoolyard. Yeah, he's like, nuh-uh, because I got a force field around me. (laughs) (laughs) No, no, because I have force field destroying punch powers. Well, I have a force field destroying punch power kick. Well, I have atomic bombs. Well, I'm immune to atomic bombs. No, you can't be immune to atomic bombs. But I am. It's just my superpowers. My superpowers. One of my superpowers. Teacher. (laughs) Skipper tells him that that won't work. (laughs) And there's only one way to destroy an elastic boy. The mutant teleports behind him and asks, And what's that? If you don't mind me asking. (laughs) How could I destroy you? Yeah. (laughs) Me too. Skipper tells him why sulfuric acid, of course. Duh. And then he's like, "Oh, whoops! I guess I shouldn't have said that." <laughs> oh, whoops! Definitely shouldn't have said that. The mutant raises his arms in triumphant victory and yells, "Too late!" <laughs> okay. He then gets down on his knees to, I guess, start transforming into sulfuric acid. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, why? (laughs) Then Skipper tells him... This episode... There's one thing you forgot. 
you can change into a solid and back, but once you change into a liquid, you're dead. Don't you think Mass Mutant would know that? I would like, think so. It's the it's only like thing the, that can kill him. The one thing right? that can kill him, and he's like, "Whoops, <laughs> I forgot." Oh my god! Oh, the mutant looks down at his liquefied legs, and you know, to their credit, I think it's a pretty good-looking effect they have here. Yeah, where his like bottom half is all like melted into goo. Yeah, yeah, he like looks down like, "Huh, what the?" <laughs> and he's like, "Fuck, you tricked me!" <laughs> then he does his best Wicked Witch impression and sizzles away. Skipper uses a rolled-up comic to pull the mutant's mask from his remains and says, I destroyed him. The most evil supervillain in the world is dead. You know, overall, Brandon, I don't think the masked mutant was that bad. He didn't. He had ample opportunities to murder this kid, and he took none of them. <laughs> he, like, gave him advice more than anything. He transformed yeah. into other people and gave him <laughs> advice. He he became, like, his secondary best friend for a couple of days, so... Overall, I don't see the, uh... I don't see the evil. Hey, wait a second. The mutant says when he first saw him on the bus, he knew he was perfect, right? Yeah. Oh, but he stretched his face out of his comic. Wasn't that scene at the school before the bus where he was peeping from behind that very tiny bush? Hmm. I could open up the episode and find out, but I'm not going to. But nah. Yeah. Um... I think so, because the first time we saw them, he was pushing his face out of his comic book in his bed, mm-hmm. right? This I don't think I like this episode. Oh, really? Well, I know I don't. I'm not gonna lie. But it's very, like, I don't know, pedophile. Pedophile is what I'm going with. It, it is a bit weird. He uh, he stalks him and then turns into a young girl to trap him. and uh, Yeah, and take him to his basement with him. the weird drawings and, yeah. Sit on his chair, get his snake out, um... Gets on his knees and goos it up. Um, next. <laughs> <laughs> we transition to the next morning where Skipper is mindlessly playing with his lunch. Mom comes in with her porn... <laughs> Mom comes <laughs> Mom comes in with her porn book held tightly to her chest and tells Skipper that he has mail again. Skipper says, if that shit is a comic book, no thanks. She puts it on the counter in case he changes his mind. Then Mom notices he's not eating his food. This concerns her enough to put the book down, but Skipper insists he's alright. Mom grabs his hand, but then notices that he has something on them. It looks like ink, so she pulls him over to the sink to wash it off. He tells her he won't get any of the ink on the furniture, and he's going to go watch TV. He walks away as a cartoon stretching sound plays. Oh my god. (laughs) Mom notices the comic book from the mail on the counter and reads the cover. It's the first issue... Of the Colossal Elastic Boy. Why does he gotta be Colossal? Because <laughs> he's Colossal. <laughs> a fake Michael Jackson midi beat starts playing in the background oh as God. she lets go of the hand and it measuring tape style flies back towards the living room where we see Skipper now in full uniform, which is yes. a hideous red and yellow number with a baseball cap and epaulets on his shoulders. Is that what they're called? I was just going to call them, like, the Admiral, like, <laughs> like yeah. little dusters. I don't know what the <laughs> fuck they are. Why? Why? I don't What's know. I don't know. Oh, boy. Is it, does it go with the Michael Jackson thing, maybe? I don't know. I guess. I gotta say, though, like, he does have a logo, though, unlike Galloping yeah, Gazelle. He He's so. got EB, 
But he's the colossal Elastic Boy, so shouldn't it be CEB? I guess he just doesn't want to advertise that part, or maybe he just like, if you see me, you know. If the Incredible Hulk had this on his shirt that he doesn't wear, would it be IH, or would it just be H? I think just H. Okay, so if we're going to go by, like, Incredible Hulk standards here, I guess it's fine. Yeah, because the Spider-Man is always, like, the amazing Spider-Man, but he's Mm. just Spider-Man. He's usually not amazing, yeah. Well, I mean, he is, but, you know. (laughs) He's pretty amazing. He is pretty, yeah, you're right. (laughs) Let's give it up for Spider-Man. Yeah, I wish Spider-Man was, I I wish we were getting Spider-Man here, but nope. We're getting fucking Skipper. Well, yeah, okay. Sorry, we got the best part coming up. Yeah, here's the best part. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> this is also the worst part. Yeah, it is. Skipper, in costume, sits up, gives a thumbs up to the sky, and says, Stretch it! <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. And that's how we end this whole saga. Oh my god. Stretching. <laughs> Why? Why? Is that how the book ends, Brandon? Um, I remember in, in the book... He, like, cuts his finger mm. while making a sandwich or something, and he starts bleeding ink, and that's how he knows that he's still a comic book character. He doesn't get the costume or anything. Oh, I would have actually preferred that. It'd be a little more, like, scary, you know? Yeah. <sighs> Stretch in. That's just, wow. They did it. So They went there. My thing with this episode, Brandon, I don't remember if I cut it from last week's episode or not but you told me that this is uh rl stein's favorite twist ending yes so rl stein himself said that the twist in this book is the best twist he did in any of the books which i'm assuming is talking about the libby thing oh you think so yeah okay that's like the twist execution wise it kind of sucked i called it from like pretty much the beginning but (laughs) i'm a 32 year old man so i guess i have like a you know an advantage i suppose a little bit yeah i'm glad we're done i'm glad we're done with this episode not gonna lie didn't care for it i think it might actually be my least favorite two-parter really yeah oh well i guess yeah i mean bad hair day but or no sorry (laughs) uh hairiest adventure was only a one-parter so yeah maybe you're right I think I'd actually rather watch, probably because this is a two-parter, but I think I'd rather watch My Hairiest Adventure again. I got a lot more enjoyment out of it, I think. It was funnier, because the acting was so bad. Yeah. Circumstances were pretty funny here. Knocking corn out of people's hands. Had a lot going for it, even though it sucked. Um, Oh, and the dog. (laughs) Can't forget the dog. Cannot. Nope. So yeah, I enjoyed, I enjoyed. this one should have been better because it's got like a cool gimmick and it's a, you know, a cool genre story. Mm-hmm. It could have, could have and should have been a lot better. That's fine. You know, they don't, they can't all be winners. And I guess for what it was, it was still a bit entertaining in some places. And no, they can't all be it. winners, but I wish the losers were shorter. <laughs> yes. I don't really have much else to say about it, though. I'm not, no. I'm not being honest. I mean, we talked two episodes about it. That's enough more than enough so more than what a lot of people would give this episode so. do you think there's any kind of moral we can extract from this episode if you get zapped with gamma radiation don't tell anybody it's a good one uh don't fucking body shame your kids oh yeah that's a really good one actually <laughs> yeah um the funny thing i've learned that comic books can rot your mind 
Oh god, they're the worst. Easily. That's what mass murderers do. They read comics. Yep. Comic books will be our doom. Mm-hmm. Yep. Ted Bundy, he read comics when he was a kid. That's what they say. Yeah. <laughs> the, um, the signs of a serial killer. Wetting the bed, playing with fire, and reading comics. I knew it. Yep. Torturing small animals and reading The Incredible Hulk. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Okay, Cortland. Um, Attack of the Mutant. Yeah. There's probably a better name for that. Yeah. The Laugh of the Mutant. Because he didn't attack much of anything, really. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> he attacked absolutely nothing, but he laughed at everything. He did get sat on, though. I mean, that's not really being... a. He, he's more so being attacked than getting attacked. Yeah. Or he's doing the, he's attack the attacker game. in that scenario. Yeah. He's he's the one getting sat The stalking on. of the mutant. Yeah. I don't know. I kind of like the life of the mutant. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't think we're going to do better than that. It's a small change, but it really encapsulates the whole thing. It does. I don't think there's anything better than that. Nope. You win. <laughs> Sorry. Um, <laughs> so, Cortland... We get to move on from the mutant next oh, week, God. where two, we're going to talk long weeks. about an episode called Bad Hair Day. Oh, okay. Hair, Cortland, is spelled yeah. like the animal. Oh, boy. Um. All right, hold on. I gotta say, this is one of my least favorite covers, by the way. Okay, I'm gonna look up the cover right now. Give me one minute here. Oh, boy. I remember this cover. I think I might have read a little bit of this book, too, actually. So, first thing I noticed is that the colors are mustard brown, and it's not its not very good. It's not good no, colors. Terrible color scheme, first the, off. The second thing I noticed is that the there's... Okay, it's a magician's stage. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a like some curtains on the side. There's a table, <clears throat> square in shape. It's got a tablecloth on it. There's, like, magician stuff on there. A wand, some gloves, some cards... A top hat with the most hideous rabbit on top of it. And apparently he stinks because yeah. there are stink waves coming off of this rabbit like tenfold. Like this is the stinkiest rabbit. And his face hideous. is zoomed a little bit and, and he's got really gigantic teeth because his mouth is open. He looks a, he looks a little bit like in the tale of uh, the Dark Dragon when um, Keith Harold. gives... Yeah, Harold, when he gives the bunny rabbit the dark dragon potion, and then he's just like, wow, wow, you know, and Sardo's like, oh, Harold, you know, that's what Harold, this is Harold, right here. Yeah, it's ugly. The tagline, he's no Easter bunny. Ooh. Yeah, even that tagline sucks. So, from the cover, and, you know, my imagination of this, uh, I think we're going to get kind of a magician's assistant episode, where a kid is, like, helping out a magician who's got, like, a rabbit that is an evil entity maybe he's trapped as a rabbit you think the rabbit's the villain well this cover tries to tell me that it is i feel okay and he stinks man this rabbit smells this the stinky rabbit yeah this rabbit stinks stinky hair day <laughs> well it's not one of my favorite episodes uh but it's not as bad as this cover okay. I, I don't remember it being quite so bad all right well that's next week, Cortland. Yeah, I can't say I'm excited for it. Like, I, I obviously am, because doing the podcast is a lot of fun, and watching yeah. the shows, and it's great. And the everything. most exciting part is that it's not Attack of the Mutant Part 3. Right, yeah. That is a plus. It's a plus for this episode. I don't have high expectations, but also, like, it's whatever. I'm gonna enjoy it, no matter what. Yeah. So we'll talk about that next week. Bad Hair Day. Right. I think that's it for us tonight. 
Okay. I've been up all night. Sure have. Gee whiz. All right. Well, let's get some sleep. Let's do it. Bye, everybody. Bye. There's a first market on the calendar.